First of all, before we start today, um, I want to just say thank you all for your prayers and support um, in the passing of my mom. Um, and I, I just really want to say um, bless you for really honestly praying for me because I can tell you really did because of how comforting and peaceful this transition has been for my mom as she's transitioning to her new address. It's been awesome. And uh, she's now with the love of her life. And uh, that's exciting, you know. So just want to say thank you because it's really been, you know, you have your tears and you have your moments where you, you know, I think two days ago I wanted to call her and it's like, oh, I can't call her. You know, you, you have those realizations. But, but nonetheless, um, I know she's, you know, having a great time. So I just want to say thank you from me and Jen just uh, for your prayers, your comments. Your, um, we, we know that your hearts were with us in that and we thank you for that. Um, so God bless you for that. Um, and so being all, I'm being really nice, and, and now I'm about to spiritually possibly punch you in the gut today. Amen. And uh, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, don't get offended today. Look them in, no, I want you to really say that. Don't get offended. Don't get mad. As Chris had said, we are going through a book. You can sign up online. Um, this book is about offense. Not a fence that keeps you out, but offense. Jesus promised us that we would go through offenses and that we would all be offended. And I'm sure everyone knows you probably got offended even this morning um, or this week for sure. But um, this book we're going to go through as a whole church, so I'm asking everyone to participate. Um, so let me tell you something. And, and I'm kind of in a weird, funky mood you know, I don't know if it's because my mom's passed, and you know, when you kind of go through something, you're like, I don't care what anyone thinks. Yeah. You know, yeah. just tell you like it is, you know. So I might have some of that, and my wife's not here, so it's going to be worse, you know, right? But, you know, it is recorded, so i got to remember that, too. <laughs> what the cue is, this is don't record, and no, I'm just kidding. But um, remember that um, the Bible says, uh, actually Paul says in the word, inspired by the Holy Spirit, um, and I'm going to kind of help myself out, to be nice to your pastor. Don't make my job difficult. I'm here, guys, to help you. I am here because I have a passion to see you successful in your life, and I'm not here because it's a great job that has all these great benefits and huge pay. So the reason I'm here is for your benefit I'm here because Jesus said, this is your assignment, get up there. Okay, so I want you to know today, I'm going to be kind of intense about some stuff, but I want you to hear it from a, a, a heart of love, even if my deep, scary voice gets intense and you kind of hear it. Um, we all know, me and Bob were talking, we all know that we can hear something and then somehow we hear something different than what was said. Um, that's very common, and that's part of what we're going to be talking about in the book, but um, I want you to just know today that I love you, I am for you, as much as you want to think um, how much the rivers has changed, Doug Dossie is never going to be Rob Christian, ever, and I know that, I don't have, and I'm not going to, I want to be who God created me to be, right, and so that's the best me I can be is being who God created me, not trying to please and do stuff that will make others happy. So I need to be me, and then you all need to be you. And if we both do that, then we're going to be something together. 
strong and powerful. But if we're all trying to be something else, and we're all so concerned about what other people are thinking about us and how we respond, and we're all not being ourselves, then we end up being nothing. So I want you to sign up for this thing. You can go online. You can pay for your book on there. We're going to do Tuesday night starting September 25th here at the church. Um, And this is something that you need to start in on the first. You can't come into this class halfway through. It's too intense. It's deep heart stuff. It's going to be tough for some of you to go through. I've done this class three or four times with this book. I've had uh, probably two or three. And uh, I've had people weeping in the first class. So be prepared. But it's a good type of weeping, amen. It's a good type of heart change. So we're going to have a Tuesday night. Craig, Pastor Craig's going to do one up in Paradise 2. I'm going to do another study at my house with uh, Mikey and Becca and, and Chris and Allison too. So we're, everyone's doing this. Um, and, and yeah, I can't force you. But again, don't make my job hard. Because the Bible says this. It's going to be on you for that. Amen. You can study that. It's going to be, if you make my job hard, that's not, no bueno for you. Okay, you want to, you want to do, we want to work together in this thing. And I'm, this is going to help change your life because you're going to deal with your past hurts and you're going to deal with the people that have offended you in the past and sinned against you and done things against you. Then not only are you going to get your own heart worked on and healed, you're going to be confident and learn so that you can help someone else walk through them forgiving someone else. So you're going to be the agent. You're going to be the discipler. You're going to be the evangelist going to your friends and family and people, and they're going to have an offense that they come up. And you're going to help them walk through forgiving that person, releasing them, and being free from that offense. You know, it's interesting that the word offense actually is where he got the name for the book, the bait. Offense has to do with a bird trap, and it would be the bait that you would put under the cage that would fall. So it's the attraction, the offense has that meaning in it. The, the, the offense has that, uh, uh, that bait or that trap in the word. So it'll be great. You'll, we got some videos with it. It's going to be awesome. Um, so today, I want to talk about, uh, I, I label the sermon, What to Expect. And I want to talk about that, but I want to preface it by telling you something that God spoke to me this week in my journal. Um, if you don't have a journal, we have those available, seven bucks. Um, it has a reading plan. It has soaping the word, which is, you guys have done soaping here. If you don't know what that is, it's just a way to study the Bible. It's a simple, basic, foundational way. Um, and then it has places that you can write and listen to the Lord um, speak to you. And as I spoke, as I was praying this week, asking God, you know, just general stuff, talking to him, um, I'm, uh, if, you're, if you're reading with us, which I encourage you all to be reading with us every day in your Bibles, that is key to your success. If you are not reading your Bible every day, you are headed towards a bad end. Are you with me? If you're not in the Word every day, it is, you are beating yourself up. It is something that's going to come against you. So I encourage you and implore you, I beg you to discipline yourself and to get in God's Word every day. To meditate on the word day and night. Are you hearing that? So now you're all accountable because when you stand before God, he's going to say, your pastor told you to be in the word every day. And when I say that, I don't say that from Doug Dossie. I say that because that's in the scripture all over the place to meditate on his word. 
And so I say that, and that's God speaking through me. So now you're accountable to what God said through your pastor, and now you have that in your lap. And that might, and I don't, I'm not trying to come across mean. I'm begging you to get in the word, because I know it's powerful and will change your life. Are you with me? So as I was reading the word, we're in Revelations right now, and fascinating. And, uh, and even in Jesus' ministry, he often said, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. And then, and he wrote all these letters to the churches, the spirit, uh, the angel at different churches. And he said, if you have ears, man, you got to hear what the spirit's saying. And so that's been in my heart because we've been reading it. And so I'm, I'm just praying and I'm like, and that just popped in my head. And I'm like, what is the spirit of God saying right now to me personally here in my room praying? And so I took a few moments and I quieted myself down and I said, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me right now? What do you want me to hear from you today? And, and it just kind of, it was refreshing, and, and it just came in my heart that this is something that you and me should be doing every single day. And that's what Jesus talked about when he said, get in, find your closet, get away, get, get away from distractions, and listen, my sheep, hear my voice. God, you and me are expected to hear his voice on a regular basis. Do you understand that we're to hear God speak and the word of God is God's breathed word, but this is not the only thing that God says. Everything he says to you in prayer and through the word will agree with his word. This is our standard. This is our plumb line. But God, even Jesus said, there's so much more. I couldn't write them in all the books of the world if I recorded everything that Jesus did and said. Wouldn't, couldn't be recorded in all the books of the world. So there's a lot more to it. But the word of God is our standard, and it's the breathed word of God, inspired word of God. We're not knocking that down at all. But God expects you to be listening afresh and anew for good, clear manna for today. His voice, right? His rhema word to you from the Holy Spirit to your spirit every day. That's a normal practice that should be happening in your life. If that's not happening in your life, don't be depressed or mad or feel like, oh, I'm being mean to you. No, I'm telling you that should be the norm. Let's get to the norm together. That's why the things I preach and teach about are all geared around helping you get into the intimacy with Christ that is in our vision statement as a church, which is super duper biblical, to know him and to make him known, right? We, that's our goal. Jesus, Jesus said himself before he went up, this is eternal life that they, you and me, might Ganasco him, know him, intimately know him, closely know him, know him so close. It, would, it was also translated when, like when Adam knew his wife or someone, they got together and had a baby. Kind of get close, yeah, cool. right? We all know, right? You got kids? Don't talk about sex in church. Sorry for the... My wife's not here, just kidding. So, but that knowing intimacy is something that you and me are called to be and desired to be, and God wants us in that relationship. So I, I listened, and I want to take a, a quick minute. You ready? And we're going to take a quick minute, and I want you to close your eyes, and I want you just to softly in your voice say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Not your wife, not your friend, not the pastor to change something, not, not anyone, but you. So let's start now. We're going to be totally quiet for a minute, and I want you to say, ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is there anything you want to speak to me today about? 
Ready? Go. Do you hear anything? God has, does have a lot to tell you. In fact, I will say to you right now, prophetically, God, and listen, because some of this is going to be personal and it might hurt your feelings, God misses you. God misses the intimate times that you've had before where you heard his voice more often and you were seeking him, you were hungry for him, you were meditating on his word, you were giving him time in your day, and some of you now have been where you haven't given him personal time other than a prayer before a meal, maybe in the car. You haven't set aside time for him. And God says prophetically right through your pastor now, God says this to you, I miss you. I have a lot to talk to you about. I have a lot to mentor you and change in your life, and I want to fulfill, I want to give you abundance. I want to bring more health to you. I want to help, remember, our, I want your soul. I have things to tell you to get your soul more in alignment so more of my power can work through you. So receive that today. That's yours. But you're responsible now for that word. That has been recorded. No, there's angels, seriously. There's angels right now recording everything that happens. Everything you say and I say is going to be recorded. And so God's tracking that. So when you stand before God on judgment day, that's going to be in the books. No, I told you that I missed you. But you forsook me and you did not heed the word and you went on and did your own thing. You did not make time for me. You did not honor the Sabbath. Are you with me? That's brutally serious, but it's brutally true. And I would rather tell you the truth now and you'd be mad at me, then put out fun things we could say at church so we can grow our church to be a cool little coffee house church and, and say nice little sweet things that are going to tickle your ears and make you like me, and I can tell real funny stories. I'm not like that. I'm going to tell you the truth because I love you enough. Love demands submission. We sang the song Reckless Love, and as I was listening to those words about how passionately God pursues us, my, the Spirit of God just spoke to me and said, that kind of love demands everything you have. Think about all he did for us, and we get so caught, oh, he loves me. It's grace. I'm just free. I can do whatever I want. 
And we just dance around as Christians and think we can just live our lives and not be passionately sold out to Jesus Christ, giving him everything, dying to the flesh daily, and being 100% surrendered to him. That kind of love deserves your complete submission. Are you with me? Are you hearing that not here, but here? Hear it here. The Spirit speaking to you, hear it through here and get it down into your heart and go, what am I going to do with that? Jesus said, don't be, or they said, the scriptures say, don't be hearers of the word only, but be doers. You can only be a doer as it gets into your heart and then becomes part of you. But hear what I'm saying, church, God misses you, he loves you, and his love demands everything you have, everything. And you're going to be held accountable to that one day at the judgment seat in front of Christ, where he said, I gave it all to you, Teresa. Isaiah, I gave it all to you. Mark, I gave, I gave you everything I had. Did you return it? Did you give 100% to me? Did you lay down your life for me? Those are going to be some tough questions, church. We've been preached too much, the soft gospel. This is serious business. You think God cast out his own people out of their land, his Israel, right, Old Testament Israel, he was their people. He was married to them, and they forsook him. They did not heed the words that we're talking about, and he cast them out. This, this is talked about in the New Testament. Do you think that God would do that to his own people and not to you and me? Let's think twice about that. So here's what the Lord told me on that morning. He said, ready, my people. That's your first fill in the blank. Ready, my people. Ready, my people. And I was like, and in my heart, I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you mean? Like, that's an odd way to start for me. I was like, ready, my people. Like, are we going to war? What's happening? Ready, my people. He says, I want my people prepared for what is coming their way. Many are not ready. And he gave me this picture. He said, many people at the rivers are like a wrestler. Did anyone wrestle in high school? Okay. So you guys can vouch for this. Hopefully it's right, because this is what the picture was. So the Lord said, many people spiritually are like a wrestler in a match, and they're just standing up straight, gazing off to the side, and they're about to go engage, or whatever they say. Is that pretty stupid? Really stupid? Bob, really stupid? (laughs) So he said, many here in the river spiritually are not prepared to take on something that's coming their way to pin them to the ground. And the Lord said, I want you to prepare my people because he said, there's two things they need to get ready for. And these are two drastically opposite things, but the first thing is, are they ready, uh, A there, are they ready for persecution? Are they ready for persecution because it's coming? Jesus promised it, by the way. Remember the word that I said to you, Jesus said, as a servant is not greater than his master, if they persecuted me, they will also persecute you and me. 
It's already here in subtle forms, but it will be coming more. That's what the Lord told me. But he said, my job as a pastor was to make sure you're ready to handle it when persecution gets more intense in your life or for our whole community or maybe for our whole country. So that's on me now. Now I have a burden from the Lord because the Lord told me this. It's re- I wrote it down. Now, I've, now it's written down twice in my journal and in the angels. So I got to make sure that my job, I do what God tells me to do. So I've got to prepare you for persecution. But the other fun part of it was that Jesus said, but there's also revival right around the corner. And he said, I want you to ready my people for revival. Because you have to be ready spiritually, not only to take on persecution, and you have to be so strong in your faith and so tight with the Holy Spirit, hearing his voice every day, knowing him intimately, knowing his word, having the word in your mind. David said, I I hide your word in my heart, O God, so I won't sin against you. you got to have God's word so in you that you can battle, and when a lie represents or presents itself, you're so familiar with God's word that you immediately go, that's not true. Because the word so saturates you. And if you don't have the word saturating you, you have the things of the world oversaturating your heart, you're not going to recognize lies. If there's little word in you and a lot of Netflix in you, you're not going to recognize the lie. I'm not bagging on Netflix. I watch a show or two. But I'm telling you, if the ratio in your heart is mostly worldly ways of thinking and a little bitty Bible, then when a lie pops up, you're going to go, oh, that looks kind of cool. Because you're not going to recognize it. And God said, ready my people, Doug. Make sure they're ready for persecution so that when it comes their way, they're ready to stand and fight. Ephesians. We talked about the armor this year. We talked about standing and fighting. And then God said, and after you've done all to stand, stand. So be ready for persecution, but also revival. We need to be prepared for revival. Because, you know, just because revival isn't coming to where you're just going to go, oh, It'll just show up. Oh, revival's here, guys. Okay, you guys want revival? Okay, revival, come on in. All right, we're all in revival. Huh? Everyone gets saved. No, 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 that's not how it works. You and me could miss revival. It could walk right past our church door, right past your individual heart, and go right onto the next church. Revival needs to be prepared for, sought after, pressed into, because it's there. Revival's like that soul alignment. God's fullness is all there for us. But are we willing to make the sacrifice to pray it in? The Bible says, if we humble ourselves, confess our sins, turn from evil, God will come and revive us, right? If we repent of sin, we turn away from ungodliness. I mean, you read through the, the if you're reading with us, we're in Ezekiel, we just got out of Jeremiah. Man, it's pretty simple. Obey God, get God's blessing. Don't do what God tells you to do. It's a tough life. So I'm telling you, church, you need to be prepared for revival. Some of you spiritually need to tell your mind, I want to be alert right now. I want to get in a battle-ready position, not only for persecution, but I want to get in a ready position to receive. You ever try to take a a heavy load with your back not positioned right, you know, and you're like, oh, oh man, you're just not ready, but you know, they always say, bend your knees when you pick up the box, right? Well, that's true, right? So in this picture, 
If I'm like this, I'm going to get more glory weight. If I'm a spirit man, ready, if I'm ready to receive God and I'm prepared, I'm going to be able to take more of him on, right? Because if you're like this, you're going to, and, and if you're part of that revival, glory just touches you, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? Are you with me? So God's plan is you. Letter B. God's primary and final plan is you. The church equals us. Guys, God's plan is to do the gospel, his message through you, but it's also the church's plan for all of us to work together and for the many to act as one. That's God's plan for us. We need to be prepared for this. It is critical that you are involved in a church. It is critical that the church is a huge part of your life. Matthew 16, 18 says this. And I also say to you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And a lot of people thought that Jesus was talking about Peter being the rock, but it wasn't Peter, it was the revelation that Peter had that was the rock that Jesus was talking about, that Jesus was the Christ. And the, and the gates of hell will not prevail. And in my journal, I said, oh, the gates of hell won't prevail against the church. And he said, you got it. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. What's the church? Us is made up of you and me. So the gates of hell will prevail at times against the individuals who are not part of the us because it's only the church that prevails against the wiles of the enemy. It's only the church that the gates of hell will not prevail. This is what Jesus said. I'm just repeating what Jesus said. So think about that. How important is it to be involved in a critical part of the body of Christ? Letter C there. It is critical. You as a believer must be vitally intricately connected into the local body of believers. You have to be connected into a body. If you think for one second you can survive outside the body, I want you to right now chop your hand off and see how long it lasts by itself. I want you to gouge your eye out and put it on the table and see if your eye can still see when it's apart from the body. It is, you cannot survive outside the body. Life outside the body equals death. Life outside the body will be death. Deuteronomy 28 talks about the group called the Amalekites. They were an enemy of God's people from early on. And the Amalekites, what they would do as they were traveling through the wilderness, Israel, they would travel when the cloud and glory moved, they would travel with it. But there were some people that did not stay with the body. And they were the more weaker ones and feeble that were slower, and they straggled miles behind the body. And guess who the Amalekites attacked? The stragglers. The ones who were not vitally, intricately connected to the body, because there is safety in the body. That's why Jesus said, my church, or he could have said, my body will win over the enemy. The gates of hell will not prevail against my body. You've got to be connected into the body. You've got to be intricately. It's so important, church, that you know this. And so I thought that this would be a good time to talk about, like we said, the title of our sermon is What to Expect, right? So I thought we should talk about 
what you should expect. You ever go on the websites and you sign up for a new app or you're doing some new thing for a banking thing and, and it has the button where you got to click and say, I agree to the terms and conditions? Everyone been there? Right? You click on there and remember the first time you did that, you're like, well, what are all the terms? And you click on there and it's like a five million page list and you're like scrolling for, I'm not going to read all this. So you click it, right? You just click it. You don't read it, right? Has anyone read any terms and conditions, the whole thing on there? I'm sure there's one person in here. Yeah, Paige, you have? Okay, I believe it. Um, but you know what's funny now is when they click the box, they just have a link to the terms and conditions because they know no one's going to read it. Why type it out and have a box for it and read it all? You're not going to read it. Well, I thought of our church, and me and Jen have been talking over the last few weeks and, and praying and asking God to, to give us wisdom for this church and I want I wanted to take some a few minutes to let you know and talk to you about what you can expect at this church, because guys, we're coming up to a, a tough time. We've got October first coming, which is our lease renewal. Okay, this building I think it's is it eight thousand square feet, Bob? Does that sound right? It's pretty big. It's a great facility uh, for where we're at now and continue to grow. However, there we have to pay rent. I mean, that's stupid, huh? We have to pay rent to stay here. We got to actually pay the guy that owns this building money every month so we can stay in here. And, and what's even crazier is to have lights on, we got to pay the electric bill. Isn't that crazy? I mean, it's absurd, I know. I mean, the government should be paying for this, right? And so we got to pay bills. And so our budget right now, because we are small, and, and this is where it gets hard, the tithe is 10% of your income, and that's not being done in our church totally, okay? So if everyone that calls Rivers their home tithes, we wouldn't be having this discussion right now. But because that's not the case, we have to have the discussion because we might have to move from this building, and it may be very sooner than we think. So this building cannot be inhabited by us unless we pay our bills. And right now, our monthly budget trend um, for, since I've been here, about 33% or more has been given outside of this body of believers. Money. Money has been given to our church almost every month. Crazy, miraculous. Thousands of dollars have been given to support this body, to pay the bills here over, since I've been here. Almost a year now, because in, in October 1st is a year for me. My first sermon was mid-September last year. So we're, we've been here a year almost, and that whole time God has over and over in probably a, a 10, 12 ways given random checks of $3,500 someone sent here one month. Another guy came, just visited one time, an old friend dropped 1000 bucks in the offering. And God's been doing, and it's awesome. It's, it's really actually cool how God does that. But God's keep telling me over and over, Doug, I could do this, and I'll never run out of cool ways to do this. And I will still, but I would rather have these cool things of blessing you go towards other things than the things that the people here should be paying for. Right? So we need to decide who's in and who's not in. So I want you to, today, and, and, and not today, but I want you to think starting today, can, are you going to click the button and say you're in? Or are you going to 
And, and so let's read through the terms and see what it's going to be like here. Because I don't want any surprises. I want you to know me and what I see and what we're going to be like at this church. So in a year from now, because the way we're doing church right now is on the way to where I want to be, but it is not the way I see it being. Okay? So let's start out with a few things. Our vision, we know, is to know him and to make him known. Right? To know him and to make him known. We talked about that. You've heard that a lot, hopefully, right? Does everyone feel comfortable with understanding what that means? To know him. And you can't make him known. You can't make him known until you know him. Right? So our church is Foursquare. Who knows all the emblems of the Foursquare flag? Yeah, the icons. What are they? Well, one at a time. So first one, Savior. So Jesus is the Savior. Baptizer. Baptizer. Healer. Healer. Soon coming King. So church, our church, I as Doug Dossie am going to do everything in my ability to push us, press us into what God's word says about the fact that Jesus is coming back, that the Holy Spirit has empowered us to do work of the ministry, that he is a healer, in all facets, whether it's healing physically, emotionally, financially, whatever. He's a healer in all aspects, and he's a soon-coming king. He's returning for us. So I'm going to push for that in every way I'm doing it. So this church, there are going to be times in this service where someone's going to speak in tongues in the middle of service. And then there's going to be another person that is going to go, hey, I think I got the interpretation. And they're going to say, hey, God says this, that, and the other, and this, that, and the other. And we're like, wow, awesome. And there's going to be some times where someone speaks in tongues in the service and no one says nothing. And then I'm going to get up and say, hey, so the Bible says that we should speak in tongues. Someone's got to interpret because we're in church. When you're not in church, you can speak in tongues all you want. But when we're in church together, we've got to have interpretation. So let's pray and ask God if he's got interpretation. And then if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, we say, okay, that's fine. We all mess it. Big deal. We're, we're, we're in training, right? We're going to grow. We're going to mess up. Big deal. But we're going to go with the flow. We're going to go with the Bible. But we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to move. Okay? And so... Part of that ministry is going to be happening in the church and in Bible studies. And so that's going to be part. We are a Pentecostal church. We are going to have people jump in a little bit. We're going to have people clapping. As people come in, there's going to be more excitement. It might, the music might get, uh, you know, some people it's loud, soft. We're always trying to make that for everybody, but it's never going to please everybody. So the music may be softer and louder than you want, okay? Um, we're going to pray for people for healing. And if the Holy Spirit falls on someone, like our founder had said in one of her books, Amy Sybil McPherson, who are we to think that when the power of God touches our physical body, that we would not, that we could just stand there and have no effect on us? Are you with me? If the glory of God touches you, you might fall down. And if you fall down and it's legit, that's, that's, you know, that's what happens. You might start laughing. We're going to have things in order, church, but I want you to know today because I want you to decide whether you want to be here or not. You've got to decide in your hearts right now whether this, that God has called you to this church or not. Has God called you here? Is this your assignment? If it's not, you're probably hurting the church. So you need to make that clear. Is Jesus your master commander saying, I am calling you here. This is the season. I have you here. This is your assignment. If this is your assignment, then you need to get your mindset, I'm in, let's do this. I'm going to work with pastor and leadership to do everything God's telling us to do in his Bible. Church, we got enough problems just doing what's read in the Bible. And that's not even half the stuff that the Bible teaches us. So 
You know what I'm saying? We got to be committed and know that this is what I want. So I want, me and Jen said, we should do a Sunday like this where the terms and conditions are kind of out there and, hey, this is what we're about. This is what's going to happen. This is what we're going to talk about. This is what we're going to be. Are you with me? Any, any, okay, so services are going to be Pentecostal. We're going to have worship. We're going to seek the Lord. In fact, I want you to know, too, if you stay here, and by the way, there is awesome churches in this town, lots of great churches, and you will not offend me. I will not be mad at you. If you, if you think and choose that this is not where God's assigned you and you need to go somewhere else, I, I want what God wants. Wherever God wants you, I want you there. If it's here, I want you here. If it's not here, I don't want you here because it's not God's assignment on your life. And if you're out of the will of God, you're going to be holding back the church from doing what it's supposed to do. Are you with me? Okay. This is where it kind of is getting, you know, a little serious. I want you to know what we're going to be about. So when we talk about, um, go to the next couple slides. Go. So our first, one of our first things on our banner that we have is discovering God. Now, this is in connection with learning to, to know what God's like. This is about bringing people in. This is about discovering God not only for new believers, but it's about discovering God for, for continued believers. So this means we are going to encounter God. We are going to push everything we have to encounter God. Uh, we talked about what services might look like, but it may be something that you're not comfortable with. And that's not up to me. That's going to be up to the Holy Spirit because we're going to do what he says. And then if the Bible, if it doesn't agree with the Bible in any way, oh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of people in here to quickly point that out. And I will too, because if you haven't figured it out now, I know what the Bible says. I love the word of God. Did I ever tell you the story about what a demon called me? Did I tell you that story? So I, this, uh, I got a call, went to the house. This guy was completely demonized. Um, eyes were rolled back. He was talking in a weird voice, throwing stuff in the house, uh, had a gun, um, Anyway, we had some elders come over, and he, it was like, whoa, this guy was saved, by the way. I know that blows some of your theology, but he was saved. And he got free from it. We prayed for him, cast the demon out. But in the, in the struggle, there was a battle. And uh, were you there? No, you weren't there. Um, we had him pinned, and, the, and this guy, and I knew, I knew this guy, family. My kids played with his kids. We were friends. Um, we had him pinned down because he was going crazy. And we're like, man, we're praying, trying to get everything settled down. And uh, he was talking in this crazy voice, and he started threatening my middle son, Jordan, started saying things that this, my friend didn't know about Jordan, which is really weird. And so that demon knew stuff, because demons, said, you know, they know, they're around, they know stuff. And so, um, and then he, he called me and says, oh, who do you think you are, Bible boy? And I just thought, that's the randomest funny thing. And Don Pinnell, I think Don, Don Pinnell was there. He looked at me and kind of laughed, like, Bible boy. And I thought, that's funny. Bible boy. <laughs> I'll take that. I love the word. I want the word in every part of my life. I want God to say, why did you read the word so much? You overdid the word. Please say that to me. So we're going to be about the word of God, but I can't guarantee you that this church is going to be exactly the way you want it because I want it to be exactly the way he wants it, and that probably doesn't match you and me. So we got to be open for that. Um, so we look at discovering God. That's going to look certain ways. Then we, the second one is empowering people. I know we're skipping through the notes here, but we want to try and end a little earlier than we are. Um, empowering people is where this is the building part of the circle that we're not going to get into today. But part of our mission statement is that we win people to Christ, right? 
We, we, we build them up and disciple them. And, and the old logo from the rivers prior was mending, which is part of building. So mending, building, repairing, uh, setting free. So I want to tell you as a, as a church what that's going to look like so you don't freak out. Because this is where we're going. If you don't like this, you need to decide right now. Don't check the box and just tell me, hey, God's assigning me somewhere else. That's totally fine. I love you. Um, but I, I would rather prefer you stay, but I want to give you the freedom. Um, Mending people is a very critical part of the ministry at the church. That involves everything from a new believer's class, uh, taking someone through the basic tenets of our faith, to finding out spiritual gifts. Everyone in this room has spiritual gifts that you need to get in. Some of you are not using them, but that's okay. We want everyone that's part of discipling. Part of uh, the mending process is dealing with broken hearts and bondage from the past. That is going to include deliverance to some degree in this church. We're not going to do major deliverance stuff on Sundays, but we're going to have classes that are going to help people as they come in to get free from demonic bondage because you and me as Christians have authority over the enemy, right? We are in the body, and the Bible says that the enemy is under the foot of Christ. So we all have authority, and there's going to be times in this church where we're going to have consistent classes where people can learn to get free from depression, suicide thoughts, uh, um, low self-esteem, and all those. And we're going to teach and train. I've done this a whole bunch, and I'm going to continue to do it. It's going to be part of the rivers. because Why? Because it works. Why? Because when I've done it, I see fruit. And I see lasting fruit because it's my idea? No, because it's in the Word of God. The Word of God clearly says, think about this, Matthew 10.8, I believe it is. Matthew 10.8, Jesus is sending out the 12 disciples. And he says this, freely you have received, freely give. Well, let's just look at that in context. What does it say before that, anyone know? I hope I got the verse right. That would be embarrassing. Uh, right? That's even more pressure. Oh. Okay. So Jesus said to the disciples, Disciples, you have freely received. Now I want you to freely, without getting paid for it, I want you to go freely give what you have received. And then he just said, Go do this, 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 and this. Cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, heal the sick, cast out devils. Okay? Now, I want you to look that in context, because here's, here's what it's saying. Here's one thing that it's saying. Jesus took his 12 and did hands-on ministry with the disciples. So many of the disciples, if not all, had deliverance done on them, prayed for, and probably had a few spirits leave them, based on lies and crud they believed, okay? So let's just get this straight and throw it out here. Your pastor, I've had a spirit cast out of me. That's been part of my healing process. And I've removed it, and I've had freedom, and I have fruit to this day. So if you have a problem with that, or you think that's anti-biblical, I will sit down with you and show you in the Bible in more than 10 places where this is taught and, and done, and I will help you understand that so you can get freedom, but if that's something that you can't get along and check your box because that's in our terms and conditions, that's where the rivers is going to be. I am going to pray for the sick. 
in belief or healing no matter what. I'm going to pray and I'm going to cast out devils and demonic beings that have strongholds of lies in people's lives, and we're going to get them free so they can serve Jesus. Because Jesus said this, I have come to destroy the works of the devil. And I'm going to do what my Jesus does and did. I'm going to follow suit in him. So that's going to be part of the church. Is it going to be every part? No. Are we going to be balanced? Oh, yeah. You know why? Because we're going to have sermon series on being a peacemaker. We're going to have sermon series where you have to go make peace and be a peacemaker and forgive. We're going to have, we're going to have all kinds of sermons that are balanced in the Word of God, all coming from the Word of God, and, and a balanced approach. But as, um, as I said before, guys, if there is a weak part in our offensive line, and we're a football team, and I got a weak player that doesn't know his part, I'm going to focus on that and I'm going to train because I need that one part of that line to be safe, right? Okay. And my, my, my uh, receivers and running backs, they may be, they got it on. But right now we're going we're gonna to focus, we're going to teach on this. And then we're going to get that, okay, that's good, we got that healed. All right, now let's go over here, let's work on this, let's heal this, let's work on this technique, let's look on this truth. Are, are, are you hearing me? I want you to be so clear today that you understand that this, what this church is, what it's about, and where it's going. Like I said, I love the history of this church, but I am not the history of this church. God has brought me here to do a specific task to take us forward into where he wants us to be. I'm going to do what he told me to do. I want you to know what he told me to do so that there's no surprises when this comes up that you're going to be like, oh, I didn't know we were going to do this. Because I want you to be in it. Because what I need right now is commitment. I need people to be sold out for Christ, but a part of this body. Because we got a decision to make if we're going to stay here or not. We got a decision, are we going to be able to afford this building? Or do we give up this building and go rent a smaller place? Or do we give up buildings all and start a Bible study in someone's house here? So what are we going to do as a church? Are we going to stay? If we stay... We've got to have people here start obeying the word of God, commit themselves, click the button, understand the terms, and go, hey, God, I'm going to start obeying the word. And that starts with our obedience in our hearts. But right next there, you better make sure your checkbook matches. Because mine checkbook matches. And I'm not getting a paycheck this week to be your pastor or this month. Because they ain't enough money. And my checkbook and me and my wife, we tithe. We tithe. We are trusting God. Is it easy? No, it's hard. Especially when you know your other spouse ain't getting a check. But we're doing it because God's called us here, and that's what God, and he's always faithful. And I've told you stories how he's faithful to me. But church, if you're going to be in this church, you can't be a freeloader. You've got to start being part of the body. Every person has to carry the weight. Every person in this room, every person that's, should be here and is not in the room, and they're a gone or whatever, vacation or whatever, they need to carry the weight. We need to do this as a team, guys, if we want to have this church. So you got to decide, do I want what, what I hear my pastor saying? If you don't, that's totally fine, but I want to lay it out there for you uh, because I want to move forward. And we have too much thinking, principles and precepts about the changes me and Jen have brought and the things that I bring to the table that are hard for people to swallow. But I want you to feel comfortable with that. I don't want you to be afraid to talk about stuff that's, that you're not comfortable with. 
healings. That's tough. But I want us to know and learn and see what the Bible says and grow in that. It's not comfortable talking about the demonic spiritual realm because we can't see it. But we know it's there because the Bible clearly says it. I want you to feel comfortable in that and feel confident knowing what the Bible says so you can talk to others about it and start walking in the miraculous and the power of the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and living a truly Spirit-led life where you can hear the Spirit of God talk to you every day and go pray for people and encourage people and help people. But we're going to talk about a lot of uncomfortable things because I'm your coach. I am the coach here at the, at the, at the Rivers. You need to decide if I'm going to be your coach or not. And if you're going to be on this team, I'm going to say stuff that is going to tick you off sometimes because that's what coaches do. I'm going to encourage you, too. I'm going to pat you on the back and say, great job, way to go. But I'm going to challenge you. Why? Because I want the best out of you. You know why? Because I want this team to win. And winning is when we start walking out the precepts of Jesus and we start being Jesus to this community in the fullness of what Christ and who he is. That was fun. I love you guys. I hope you took me serious in the beginning. And I know we didn't get to all the notes. And that's okay. Oh, the last one is fulfilling destinies. Fulfilling destinies. Um, and it's such a great point. I, I want to take more time, but we're not going to today. But fulfilling destinies is really about getting people into who they're called to be. And that's the part of the when, build, men, send right? We're sending people out, not just overseas, which we will do. We're going to do missions trips. We're going to go to Cambodia, most likely. We're going to start planning those trips in the next uh, two to three years. So that's coming. So we're going to be sending that way. But we're also going to be sending within our body. We're going to be getting people saved and sending them into the usher ministry or the children's ministry or youth ministry. We're going to send them into the evangelist. Whatever ministries we have going on, people are going to find their gifts. They're going to fulfill their destiny. They're going to fulfill what God has created them to do before the foundations of the world. God made you special and made something in you that is important to this body that cannot be uh, we can't do it without your gifting every person in here is bring something to this body that we can't do without do you believe that debbie oh, yeah. yeah johnny you know there the, we can't do it without you your giftings are important to this church we need you but we need everyone in this body musicians usher people that come and we need people to come clean the building but that's a chore. We need people to do their role. So I want you today to know what to expect. If you, we're going to close with this. If you have any questions about, if you're not clear on something in the church or what this church is going to be like, or if there's something that's troubling you, please don't let that under the rug. Deal with that. Come Make an appointment. We can talk. We can talk wherever you want, a coffee shop or whatever, and we can just review. You can ask me any questions you want about where we're going because here's, here's my last point. Me and my wife are staying. But we're, we're not going. And I hope, you, I hope you're happy, but in a sense, I'm, not, I'm doing it for him. I'm under orders. But I, we're staying, so the best thing you can do for this church is to either come and understand what we're about and make sure you're clear because a lot of people think they know what we're about or what's going to be going on or happening in certain areas, but they don't know. 
And I, I would say you're probably on the, on the side of you don't really know. You think you might know what we're about, but you don't really know. So come talk to me and ask me, and I will share. I am an open book, guys. If you've known, if, if, you can ask anyone who, you've known me for a long time. If you want to know something about my life, I don't hide it. I, here, what do you want to know? Let's talk about it. I've messed up. I've failed. I've had my things, but I'm an open book, and I'm not going to keep anything from you because I want you to know exactly what you're getting into. When you click that little button, I want you to be happy about that. I want you to be excited about that. I want you to be sold out for that. I want to know that when we come on Sundays and we see each other, that we are both sold out for the purpose and mission that God has called us to do. Are you with me? Yeah? Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your goodness and your mercies. Lord, as I was walking this morning with, with Sven, I saw the sun come up. And I was reminded of how good and faithful you are, how your mercies are new every morning. And that as, as much as we as people mess up and we can't get it right, you're, every morning you're like, hey, let's try it again. We, you can do it today. And so, God, I'm so thankful you're like that. You're such a great father that works with us and helps us and loves on us because you're recklessly pursuing us, God. You love us and you want us to get all that we can out of this life. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you would speak to every heart here as we spent that one minute listening to the Holy Spirit, God. I pray that everyone in this room would spend five of those minutes at least this week listening to what the Spirit of God is telling them about their involvement and place at the Rivers Church, God. Because I know you want a body that's fully functioning, God, because your plan is this body. Your plan is these people working together as the church. That's your plan, God. Your first plan and your last plan. And so, God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, help us, call, give us direction on assignments, Lord. And, Lord, we want to we do this all in the spirit of love. And so, Lord, if there's someone here that goes to our church that's in the room, or even not in the room, but still goes to this church, and you have a different assignment for, assignment for them, God, make that clear to them this week, Father. Help them see that, and we'll send them off with loving hands and prayerful hands, and we, we will do our, our best to uh, get them in the place where they need to be, God. But Father, if this is the assignment, I want you, Holy Spirit, I'm asking in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, that you confirm assignments in the hearts of your people at the rivers. Lord, because we need it. We don't have time, Lord, to be messing around. we got to get busy getting people saved, getting people in here, getting them discipled, getting them set free, teaching them the things of God, and becoming disciples of Jesus Christ. Lord, we need a full-functioning body, full-committed people, Lord. So we're asking, Holy Spirit, that you quicken and affirm that this week in the hearts of your people, Lord, for the sake of your kingdom and for the sake of the gospel going forth in power in the Yuba City and Marysville area. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise because you are the king and you deserve it. No matter how we screw things up, God, you always deserve the praise. You always got the, the best answer and the complete answer because you are the answer, God. And so we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. Amen. amen.